welcome back to the Dream Lab Series podcast, where we take you behind the mindset of high achievers. My name is Audrey Diaz Robles, and I am your life and confidence coach. I'm Sabrina Casillo, and I'm your life and leadership coach. Okay, Sabrina. So on this podcast, I want to get a little bit more personal. You know, people see me and they know that I'm very disciplined when it comes to my fitness and the things that I do with my life. But I want to share that, you know, everybody has a different journey. And at every moment of our lives, there's seasons, there's seasons where we feel like we're thriving. And there's seasons where we feel like I have so much to learn. And right now I'm in a season of reparenting myself. It's, It's like, you know, our 20s are like figuring ourselves out. Our 30s are like just grinding when we find what we love and figuring that out. But I think that like in our late 30s and you just turned 40 and early 40s because I'm listening, I'm listening to a lot of women tell me something similar. Something happens where you start to question who you are. Who you are the way you are. Um, and if your model of the world serves you. Do you understand what I'm talking about? Yes. And it's so interesting to hear you say that because I think that no one tells us there's going to be phases that we think we're going to be on this upswing this whole time, which then means that the moments that we're not, we feel like there's something wrong with us or we feel like somehow we're not living up to our potential right and so today I heard something that really resonated with me and I shared it with the person and their perspective on it was very interesting so going around what you're talking about these phases right which is so many times when I've taken on new challenges it can feel like I'm starting over or somehow like I let myself down for all the good work I have done and they came back to me and said what if this is just what it means to live a purposeful life because you're always in pursuit of something and I was like huh not how I thought about it before but it did get me thinking about like this is life right and it's it's so good that we do get to question ourselves and explore ourselves and get to a point where we can now almost nurture these phases um, that look different than how we sort of envisioned things to be that is so true i love that yesterday on my instagram and if you guys don't follow me give me a follow it's at audrey.robles on instagram i posted a reel about how growth feels like no i quit i don't want to do this anymore because it's not working out perfectly for us yeah when if we reframe because the tools that having a growth mindset give us is that we're able to reframe all of our negative thoughts into ways that serve us at the moment to help us along the journey. So if you if you take feeling like, oh, I'm just not good at this, I don't know if I'm cut out for this, which is what we tend to do initially, and you think about it this way, like, no, if I'm feeling uncomfortable, it's because I've never done this before. And that's the point, I'm forging a new path. And right. when you're forging a new path, it's like, literally think of walking through a forest where you're knocking down trees and twigs and walking through grass and it's difficult because no one's ever been that way before and that discomfort is your growth 
Whereas once you get the hang of it and that road has been made clear by you because of that repetition so many times and it's easy to do it. And that's when you know, like, okay, it's time to level up in another area. Yeah. And you know, what's interesting about comfort for as much as we seek it when we're there, it's when you start to feel stuck. It's when you start to feel like, but I feel like I'm missing something because we are, when you feel this like endorphin of life feeling good, it's because you're probably in a state of progress where you've kind of come out of that other side. And I think that a lot of the times we don't really honor that. And somehow, somewhere along the lines as we were growing up, we kind of strived for this comfort, like whatever that end was, but a person of growth, it's not that there's no end, it's that you're always in pursuit of this progress because it's what keeps you evolving. And it comes with a lot of questioning yourself. And the way I like to look at it is thinking about it being getting curious. Yeah, and that leads me into what I'm going through right now, which is a period of reparenting myself. So like you said, there, there comes a point in which you start to question yourself, which is what I've been doing. Um, I haven't been happy. I wouldn't say not happy. I, I noticed that I've felt anxiety around certain conversations. And I've always asked myself, why do I avoid conflict? Everybody that knows me really well knows that where there's conflict involved, I run. And I've, I've, done, I've been doing the work of digging deep into why that is. And what's come up for me is the way I was raised. So you and I are Latinas and most of the people that listen to this podcast are Latinas. And especially as the firstborn daughter of immigrant parents, first generation, our parents taught us like, you listen to me, you obey my rules and any form of talking back is disrespect and it's their way or the highway and it's like we can joke about it like I know like we love to watch like Le Huang James for example and all of the parodies that he does but the truth is that there's a lot of trauma there and one of the things that happens with our well-meaning parents because I'm not going to bash my parents my parents are excellent amazing people that gave me the world but what happens is because they raised me in this way and I I talked about this on my Instagram stories a couple of weeks ago and my inbox was flooded with people telling me that they felt the same way since they've raised us this way we are enmeshed meaning that there are no boundaries meaning that like the whole family unit is supposed to feel the same way and everybody be on the same page and everybody's business is everybody's business. And then we have parents that told us what to do. So we can joke around and say like, we weren't allowed to have sleepovers. We weren't allowed to hang out with friends when we're like 18. And by comparison, our white friends are hanging out and probably even traveling by themselves at that age. But since I wasn't allowed to do these, these things, what happens psychologically is a lack of trust in self when it comes to making decisions. Yep. So since we always needed our parents to validate the decisions that we made, and if you think about it, it even happens in our 20s and 30s, like we call our parents just to tell them about what's going on in our lives and they give us their opinion. And then whatever they say weighs down on us. Yeah, two things there. One, I think that 
I love the the how you're sharing your journey because I just want people to really realize that when you say things like, oh, I'm just a person who avoids conflict or I'm just a person who does that, when those things start to become a part of you, that's a that's a sign that you should start to get curious. Like Audrey's going through that process right now. She's getting curious about like, why is that, right? Because that's where you really get uncomfortable and you start to find the, the parts of you that are there, right? Like you were born a whole person and you have these things. And the second piece of that is the decision part. Like, yes, I, you know, it's interesting because I work with, with women who are running businesses and a big part of what I find is that women have a hard time making decisions, right? Especially Latina women. And I think what people don't realize is that decisions is a skill and it's one that only gets better with the more that you make. And Sorry, yeah. but also, I, I want to interrupt you and bring this in. It's also, yes, it's experience and, and learning to trust yourself along the way, but we are born very intuitive, where we yeah. know that if something's good for us or not. Yeah, yeah, no, so, and that was going to be my, the second part where I said, where I was just like, and, but somewhere way, somewhere along life as kids and as we kind of grow in like you said with our parents we're taught that decisions have two outcomes good or bad mm. and if it's not good then you did something bad right but intuitively like we kind of know what we're supposed to be doing right we just stop having a practice around listening to that for a really long time and so we are not accustomed to doing that. Um, I have a little bit of a different story. I think I started to really question my parents younger. Um, uh, two things helped. I moved across the country. So it's a lot easier to tell your mom no on the phone. <laughs> it's a lot easier to say it on the phone because once you hang up, you don't have to deal with like the look or anything, right? And it's easier to kind of just... so. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's a little bit easier when you're not in the same time zone. <laughs> and then the second part of it is that, yeah, you know, um, I have had a hard time making decisions because so many decisions were made for me that when I made the decisions I wanted to make, even though intuitively I knew they were right for me, I always felt like I was letting somebody down or like I was doing something wrong. So moving to New York, intuitively that felt right to me. I still went with it, but I always felt like I was doing something wrong. And when things didn't work out perfectly in New York, I thought, well, maybe this is why, because I'm not supposed to be here, right? Has this trickle effect. It's confirming the narrative. Yeah. So, you know, you said so much there. So basically we're raised to not trust ourselves because our parents tell us what to do and what they say is what goes. But then also as Latina women, it's like, we're also carrying the burden. Well, you have to be a good daughter. You have to then be a good wife and you have to be a good mother. Right. So then the last person that we ever listen to is ourselves. So as we're growing and making decisions in our, like, I remember I left the music industry because I wanted a family. And I knew that when, you know, as, as the woman, it's like you're the primary nurturer to your kids. So I knew like I needed to be able to be more flexible. So that in a way influenced my decision. It ended up being the right thing for me, but it's like, you always think about other people and you limit yourself and your needs. So you learn to make decisions based on your roles instead right. of what you really want. And then, so when it comes to a point where 
you're this age and I'm 38 and you think like, well, well what do I really want? What does Audrey really want with her? Right. Then it's hard because how do I remove the lens of so many people? It takes practice. Like I said, so I, you know, I, I've been in New York since I'm 22 years old and I'm 40 years old and I went to college on the East Coast and I credit, if anyone doesn't know my story, I grew up in California. So I came here and even when you start, even when you start to kind of really move forward, this is total mom life here. Yeah. Sabrina's kids are playing. Yeah, my kids. Boundaries. <laughs> it's interesting that I've been in New York for since I'm 22 years old. And part of the process that I have really gone through is just doing what I wanted to do. And what I didn't realize is that intuitive, I was really just going with my intuition, right? I had this feeling in my gut that I am meant to do certain things. And I just blindly believed in that. Now I'm 40 years old and I've gotten to do what I wanted to do. But because I've had so much doubt through the process, it's not until I started to really get in tune with myself that I feel almost like I had to forgive a big part of what I put myself through, which is like always doubting myself, always self-sabotaging, because even when you get to the point where you're like, like you said, how do you remove all those lenses? I removed them blindly. I was just like, it's just me and I'm halfway across the country, so it's easier, um, but there's all this guilt. And so even when you don't do the work and you start to do whatever it is you want, you still go through like a different process. So for me, it is the self-sabotaging and it is the feeling guilty and, and the doubting of myself, because one of the things I'd never realized is actually I've been on the right track. What I really needed was to find the support that I needed. And I was looking for support in areas that I may not even be able to have them. So it's interesting that you say that because, you know, I, we will always face fears and doubts and, and self-sabotage, but then being raised in this way just adds another layer to it. So you were able to yep. move away from California, be on your own for a while. So your self-trust grew you know, it's, it's a muscle. It's, it's not something that you're going to develop over time. It's, it's a muscle that has to be trained. So you've been doing that. But what that makes me think about is how many times do we, um, people that were raised like we were, or me, because I'm, I was closer to my parents, is like we, any decision that we make, then it's kind of like you want to call. You want the validation from somebody else. Right. To let you know that it's okay because we're just not used to really listening to our intuition. And something important that I'm learning now is that, you know, you talked about the right or the wrong decision. What if there really is no right or wrong decision? Exactly. And when you learn to trust yourself, part of that is realizing that no matter the outcome of the decision that you choose, there's going to be pros and cons to anything. So it's trusting yourself enough to know that whatever the outcome is, you're going to be okay and you will figure it out. That's been the hard part because, so this is why 
even if you are in the point where where Audrey is or where I am, where like I've I, I do feel like I've gotten to do whatever I wanted to do. Like if you ask my mom, my mom would be like, she's always wanted to whatever she wants to do, she's gonna do. Um, but when you don't do the work, you still look for that validation in the wrong places. You look for it in your friends, in your bosses, in your husbands or boyfriends. You know, like I still needed that validation because I wasn't necessarily going to the source because I grew up needing that validation, right? I grew up wanting to be confirm that what I was doing is right. And it's not until you start to do the work that you really start to trust yourself. And I'll share a story. Like you said, my parents were amazing. They gave me everything that I needed. And I remember I, I lived in the dorm the first year and the second year I wanted to move out the dorm and my mom didn't want me to. And that was the beginning of when she said, well, then you will pay for school. And I said, well, yes, I will. And I got a job. And ever since then, I became financially independent, but she really, I think my mom really thought like I wasn't going to last, not because she didn't think I was capable, but because I was a person who always depended on them, right? Yeah, exactly. Except I was just like, no, but I wasn't secure enough. And so that did put me through a spiral of making bad financial decisions and I'm not blaming her or I mean, it's all my responsibility right but again because I was in two worlds right proving myself and then having doubt proving myself and then having doubt right because I wasn't in a place where I am today where I can really get curious it all comes down to getting curious like asking myself like why am I feeling adequate in this like I know these are the facts, right? Like I'm smart. I know how to ask for like what I need. I know how to look for information. Yeah, I find myself here. But I wouldn't even get curious about how I felt because I felt shame, right? I felt like there was something wrong with me for so long. And so I never even got to the place where I could get curious until much later. And, you know, there's shame, there's guilt also because we're meant, we're, made to feel that violating boundaries is disrespect. And then we, we carry that guilt, even with other people, because so if we weren't, if we aren't good or weren't good at setting boundaries with our parents, then we are not going to be good at setting boundaries with our friends, with our coworkers, with our teams, right. with our spouses. Right. So it all has a trickle down effect to every area of our lives. Yep. And you also start to have these expectations when you don't get the validation from those people who are close to you. And then you feel let down. And it's like a, like you said, it's like a spiral of emotions. Um, but it's interesting that you said feeling like a good daughter because because I've done so many things to, now I don't see it as define my parents, but when I was younger, I used to say that. Um, I've always like, it's part of my prayer. I'm like, Lord, let me be a better daughter <laughs> because I always feel like I'm falling short. You know, I think I've told you that I'm like, I need to be a better daughter. Yeah. Because we're taught that the oldest daughter takes care of the parents and serves the parents and is there for whatever the parent needs. So another thing that this brings up is self-betrayal which is so important. And so many of us struggle with this because it, it shows up in every area of our lives in the workplace in our relationships, which is 
So to the limit in which you don't set boundaries and you try to seek outside validation to get your needs met, there comes a point where you start performing to get that validation. So for example, if I said, <laughs> this is something that I'm working on that I realized, I was just talking to my coach about this. I realized that when I set a boundary, let's say with my mom, and then I start to feel guilt, I will then like check in with her just to test the waters to see if she's mad at me. <laughs> so what I'm doing yeah. there is <laughs> abandoning myself and my need to keep that boundary there just to see if she's mad at me. Right. So think about like, if we do this in the workplace, like being extra nice to somebody else to make sure that they like us and they're still happy with us. Yep. I'll share something that I think will give you some hope and anybody who's like, but what does that look like? So setting boundaries at first to the other side feels, it can feel a lot of different ways sometimes to the other person. Like, like you, if it's a parent, it, feels, it might feel like respect. If it's somebody else, it might feel like where is this coming from? But people are not used to that from you, right? And I will share this much. So because I've gone through like this whole thing of putting boundaries that made me feel, like I said, like I wasn't a good daughter at times, it has allowed me to this point to be able to communicate things. So I think it was Tuesday, my mom called me for something and she really needed help with something. Um, they just moved to a new city. So I was helping her with a couple of things, but she called like on Tuesday and I think it was like 8.30 in the morning. And I don't know if anybody who's a mom, 8.30 in the morning is like, just that's not a good time for a mom, right? It's like, we're getting ready for school, either we're coming, it's just a lot has happened between like seven and 8.30. And so I literally was just like, I started to get like annoyed and normally we'll either like, you know, get annoyed and the other person feels it. But I just thought to myself and I was like, mom, I was like, this is actually not a good time. I'm very stressed because I have, a, I have like five things I have to get done within the next 20 minutes. And they're very small, but I think I'd rather call you later and I can, I can help you better. And she, because she's so accustomed to me saying these things she was just like okay Mia, don't get stressed just call me later but this is because it's years of me speaking of what it is that I want and need and we went through really hard times of understanding each other so this wasn't like I just kept up my boundary and she was just like okay no it we went through the I don't feel loved when you talk to me that way and I don't feel this you know and me saying like but this is my situation so it putting boundaries up, especially with parents or loved ones requires so much communication. But I will say this much, it's also not your responsibility for the other person to get on board with you, right? You're only responsible for regulating your own emotions. Yeah, that's it. You're not responsible. And I've said that before to people that I love. I'm just like, I hear you, but I'm not responsible for that. Like yeah. I can only manage what I'm putting out on yeah. my side. That's the fear that they're going to get mad at us, that they're going to be upset with us, that they're going to tell us you've changed. Well, that's for them to process. Because what happens when we don't set these boundaries and we don't listen to ourselves, honor ourselves and our own needs is that we start to build re resentment and resentment will ruin a relationship. Yes. And make us sick. So one of the things is that 
as I mentioned, I'm reading How to Do the Work by Nicole LaPera. And her reparenting journey came because she got physically sick. There comes a point where all this mental stuff that goes on and like the, the, the violation of the boundaries, it does make you ill. It does give you anxiety. As I said, I was questioning myself, like, why am I like this? Why do I get nervous around certain conversations with certain people? So what helps is to take a break and really ask yourself, what am I feeling? Why do I feel this way? What do I need? So, you know, here on this podcast, we've talked so much about the importance of a morning routine. And part of that is journaling. So being able to journal down your feelings, like ask yourself really, like if there's a person that you feel irritated around, why? What is it bringing up in you? And journal about that. And it's important to always pause. What happens is, you know, I always remember Sabrina talks about living like a triggered life before you're on a growth journey. And when you're conscious of your life and conscious of your triggers and the things that are going on, you're always taking a break before you react. Yes. So it's always being aware of how am I feeling and how can I honor myself right now? What do I need before I respond to this person? And it's usually a, like journaling is, I mean, it's changed my life because like you said, it allows you to pause and ask yourself something we never do, which is what do I need, right? Why am I feeling like this? I, I really do feel like this curiosity of self is so important to move forward because when I shared this in my stories, but like my, my computer went into black mode and I like almost freaked out. And I literally asked myself, I was like, okay, you know how to use YouTube. You can get out of this. What's, what's the real issue here? Like, why did I go from zero to a thousand over this? And it was because I hadn't dealt with a couple of other things that are harder to deal with. Right. And that's what ends up happening. You end up snowballing it into something else but when you sit down you give yourself the space and your journal it's like you allow your brain to think through other things and now when you communicate out what you need it's you're doing it for yourself you're not doing it for a very specific outcome from the other person and that's such a difference and also you're able to see patterns so yes yes go through the, the mental process of what's going on with you, but also look back at those pages and see how you've changed. Maybe there's patterns with certain people. Maybe you notice a specific thought that always comes back up for you that you need to address, that you need to work on to keep doing the work. And the reason why this is so important here at the Dream Lab where we work with entrepreneurs is because your personal journey is the journey of your business. Yes. So the level in which you work on yourself and the things that you need to address in yourself is to the level in which you can grow your business. So you can be healthier in dealing with people because business is about relationships. Yep. And if you're not honoring the relationship with yourself, you're not going to show up in an authentic way in relationship with other people. And then you can't serve your customers. And when I talk about that snowball, I'm talking about exactly that. Like your trigger from one area of your life will snowball into another area of your life. It has no boundaries or understands where it's going. It just knows that it's something's not feeling right. Right. And it's interesting that you say that because I'm working, I work with 
entrepreneurs and one of them asked me like why don't I call myself a business coach and if you've if you followed my journey you know I've gone through like different titles and so forth but the reason why it's life and leadership is because I do believe that you have to be able to really work on your own personal growth and learn how to be leaders of your whole life right and learn to lead yourself and parent yourself because in those spaces is where you learn how to handle just the different things that make you move either forward or backwards right so a good example is when you're at work or when you're in business and a customer kind of um, comes at you wrong and you feel offended by that, know that that's really about yourself and not that person, right? And that's probably happening to you in other areas of your life. And if you learn how to deal with that and you know how to feel at peace and how to move forward in your life, it will be easier in business. So when everything feels like it's falling apart, you'll know how to take that really silent time that you need to be able to move forward in your business. But that's a practice you learn from a personal perspective before you can implement anywhere else. Yeah, as much as I love Oprah and the aha moments, the truth is that this process happens over time. Tony Robbins lately has been talking about stacking. So it's literally stacking little experiences, little achievements every single day until you're like, okay, so I feel more comfortable with this process now. I'm getting to know myself better. I'm getting to know my triggers better. And like we always say, growth is never linear. So, you know, one day you manage that trigger and you set a good boundary, but it could be next week. It's like a new relationship that then activates your triggers all over again. But the difference is that now you know how to work with it, which is breathe, pause, ask yourself what you need and parent yourself and meet your own needs. No one else can meet your needs for you. You have to learn how to meet your own needs. And that's a process. I've learned that the hard hard way. Only you can meet your own needs. It's nice. Yes, you can have support from other people and you can feel loved and supported by others. But it really all starts with yourself. I can't express that enough. Because in those moments where you feel like it's just you and you're like, okay, now what do I do? That is when you start to feel that strength within you when you're like, okay, this is what I've been working towards, right? This is how I'm going to make decisions to move one step forward and take one step in the direction that I need at this moment of my life. That's really like what I've learned through my personal growth journey and really understanding how important it is to know what I want and what I need. And it's like something that I do at the end of the day is really put my hand over my heart and ask myself, am I, because I, you know, sometimes as a Christian, I feel like lines get blurry where I know like Jesus would want me to serve but I, I can't, Jesus wouldn't want me to be a doormat either. <laughs> so yeah. I, I have to really ask myself, am I being true to myself in a way that honors me? And did I love as much as I could today? Because that capacity changes. Yeah. And that's important to say, because on, on one day you might have the emotional and mental capacity to really be there for somebody else. Um, And there are other days that it's like, you have to set the stronger boundaries because you don't have that capacity. And 
you're going to give from a place of resentment yep. instead of love and service. Right. And it's interesting that you say that, like, as I'm thinking through that, it just really hit me where I'm like, okay, I, th I think, because I know I went through this, when you put your hand over your heart and ask yourself those questions, sometimes when the answer is no, it can be scary. And I think that's why people don't ask themselves. Like, if you ask yourself, am I happy? Am I feeling joy? Or did I love? And when the answer is no, I, I would imagine, I know at times before in the past, I would feel like, but what does that mean? And then I would, now I know it doesn't mean anything. It just means I have to keep working and getting curious about how to, how to really answer those questions, right? Like how to really evolve. It doesn't mean that I have to like burn my whole life down because I'm not feeling a certain way. It just means that I have work to do. And that's like something that I had, I, I just, we're just so used to like one one way or the other, right? Like somehow there's no in between, but there is an in between and that's your journey, that's your progress. And that just goes to show what we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, which is <laughs> there's always different seasons of growth. And when you think that you've mastered one thing, then something else comes and it knocks you totally off course, but that's what keeps our brain active. That's good for our brains. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited we had this conversation because I have been tracking the past in especially around like decision makings and like you said Oprah talks about how moments but there was a moment where I was like oh my god I really it's not that I don't know how to make decisions I just haven't practiced it enough and every little moment that I stack feels like an aha moment and then I just move up from there so thank you for bringing this conversation forward because I think it helps when others can see what growth looks like. And if this podcast resonated with you today, we would love to hear about us about it. Tag us at, at the dot dream lab on Instagram. Yes. And make sure you subscribe and leave us a review. We'd love to hear from you um, or hit us up on DM. We love talking to you guys. So make sure you follow us. And we also just going to plug this in. We have something very exciting coming up in June. So make sure you keep tuning in week after week, because I think you guys are really going to like what we have to offer. Yes, it's definitely going to help with this journey. Yes. Happy Friday. Happy Friday.